Welcome to the Telford Minster podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening along. Our vision is to make Jesus known in Telford, and we hope that your attention is grabbed by Jesus today and what he's doing in your life. We are still in our winter series, In Christ, working through the book of Ephesians, looking at what it means for us to be included in the body of Christ, what Jesus has done for us, and how he has enabled us to do all things through him. Enjoy the podcast. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I've already written briefly. In reading this, then, you'll be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. Um, We're thinking today about gifts, and I would love to have a few volunteers to come up and just help me uh, think about gifts. You will Get something for nothing, maybe. maybe. Um, so I just need five people. And I don't want to have to pick on people. Do you want to just come up a few of you? Come on, Lee. Yeah, thank you, Lee. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> Anyone else? Um, Janine, do you want to come up? We've got three. We just need one more person. Anyone willing to come and play a little game? Yay, well done. Thank you so much. Is it Richard? Richard, thank you so much. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Right, there are five envelopes here. In each of these envelopes, there is something uh, you will find in the envelope. It might be a prize. It might be something not so good. Um, So do you want to pick an envelope and see? Richard, do you want to go first? See what you get. Wait a minute and we'll open them together. Going for that one. Good job, good job. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Open your envelopes. Let's see what they've got inside these envelopes. Oh, what have we got? So, Richard, do you want to tell everyone what you got? Sorry, nothing in here. Nothing in here. Sorry, Richard. Thank you for playing. Janine, what you got? Got to find someone with the same first letter of my name. Okay, so Janine's got to find someone with the first letter of her name. Do you want to go and have a look, see if you can find anyone? You can help her. Lee, what have you got? Elbow bump five people for a gift. Elbow bump five people for a gift. Go on then if you want to. Um, yeah, just like, you know, like, you know, instead of like the, the good old COVID handshake, Janine, you can get a prize. Well done. Cheese, cheese of chocolate. What have you got here? Uh, say you are a gift to five people for a gift. Okay, so go and say you're a gift for five people if you'd like a gift. What have you got? Uh, fiver. fiver. You got a fiver? What? <laughs> so you got something for nothing. All you had to do was come to the front. How does that make you feel? Really good. Really good, yeah. (laughs) Something for nothing. All you had to do was come to the front. So really, really good. Um, Some of you received a chocolate. Some of you not so so lucky this time. Now, we all get gifts, don't we, in life? And and sometimes we have gifts that we don't deserve. I'm sure you do deserve a fiver. Um, But... um, 
Jesus coming and being part of our life is very much something uh, for nothing. We don't deserve that gift, do we? Thank you. Maybe we'll share those chocolates a bit later on after I phone them at Harry. Thank you so much, guys. Give them a round of applause. Thank you for playing. Um, Yeah, just check the envelope. You can keep the fiver. You can do what you like with it. So we're doing this series, aren't we, in Ephesians. We're walking through Ephesians. We're thinking about who we are in Christ as a church as we journey into this next season as a church. You may be aware that we're moving into a new building very soon. and We're anticipating all that God's going to be doing as we move and transition into that new space. And we're thinking about what it really means to be church and be together as we prepare for that. So in the middle of this series, Seth last week talked on how we are all included. There's radical inclusion in Christ. Everybody gets to play. Everyone gets invited to the party. And if you missed that talk or want to catch up any of the others, check out our podcast and you can catch up. But today we're talking about the gift of faith. And in this passage that Hannah so beautifully read to us, we see that Paul was a prisoner He saw himself not as a prisoner, though, of Roman rule, but of Jesus Christ. If you have a Bible, can I encourage you to open it up? If you've got it on your phone, um, Ephesians chapter 3, have it open. Those first six verses we're going to be looking at today in detail. So open it up on your phone, or if you grab a Bible, there are a few around, and um, have it open. Paul himself at this point was a prisoner when he was writing these letters. We think he was probably a prisoner under house arrest because he was telling people about Jesus. But Paul didn't see himself as a prisoner under Roman rule. He says in this first first, um, verse of this passage that he was the prisoner of Jesus Christ. And he knew that Jesus was Lord, the Lord of his life, not the Roman government. Um, so if he was a prisoner, he was Jesus' prisoner. And when we follow Jesus, life isn't always easy. And there are things in our lives that can imprison us. We might find ourselves in prison, like Paul. And there are many Christians around the world who are unable to share their faith without being in fear for their lives or imprisonment. But there might be other things in our lives that make us feel trapped or imprisoned. And I was really struck this week. Um, I don't know how many of you know, but um, I have suffered for a while, um, since I was probably about 21, so the last sort of 14 years or so, with something called tinnitus. And um, tinnitus is something, you're probably familiar with what it is. You can hear noises in your ears. And um, the noise that I hear in my ears is my heartbeat. So it's like... constantly in my ears. And I joined some Facebook groups to try and see if there was like anything that could be done about this, because obviously it does impact your daily life, it impacts my hearing, um, and it's just a bit, a bit draining and annoying. And um, I was looking on this Facebook group this week, and sometimes I occasionally look on it and pray for people who, who I see on there, and, and so I was really by, struck by somebody's post. And they put, they had the same kind of tinnitus as me, and they just said, I feel so trapped. I feel like I'm in prison. I feel like there's nowhere I can go to escape this. 
And it just really struck me how when Jesus is king of our lives, when we give him our all and we accept that gift of faith, no matter what we're going through, no matter what the circumstances we are in, no matter what our life situation is, no matter how poorly we are or health problems we are, we can find wholeness in God. We can find wholeness in God, whether we find ourselves under house arrest, whether we find ourselves trapped in a health um, condition, whether we find ourselves lost in our relationships, whatever's going on, when Jesus is king of our lives, when we accept that gift of faith, we don't need to fear or feel trapped because we have Jesus. We're imprisoned to Jesus, not to those situations in our lives. But the thing is, the stories that we can listen to in this world tend to inform the stories that we live and they play out in our lives. Um, We need sometimes to acknowledge that in the world, there's narratives that we buy into as Christians. So if you have a faith and you've been following Jesus for a long time, this affects us too. Sometimes there's things going on in the world and it just makes us get caught up in it and we get caught up in these other narratives There's a story that you may have heard before of a granddad who's imparting wisdom onto his grandson. And he goes to his grandson, this granddad, and says, I'm going to tell you a story. There are two wolves inside of me, and they're fighting. One is evil. And this evil one, he's anger and envy and greed and arrogance and resentment and lie and ego And the other wolf is good. And he is peace and joy and love and kindness and serenity, humility, generosity, truth and compassion. And he says to the little boy, they are fighting to the death. And the young boy with his wide eyes looks at his granddad and says, well, granddad, which one is going to win? And he says this, He says, it's the one that you feed. You can either feed the good or the evil, the good or the bad. And the narratives that we can feed ourselves are key here. I don't know about you, but the last two years during this pandemic that we've been living through has been a bit of a narrative of bad. We can get caught up in stuff, can't we? We can get caught up in the narratives of the world and tell ourselves things aren't good and talk ourselves out of hope. But when we have Jesus, we don't need to feel trapped and imprisoned because we have hope. And Paul writes that he's a prisoner of Jesus Christ for the sake of the Gentiles. And Matt introduced us at the beginning of this series to what it means to be a Gentile. Basically, it means anyone who's not a Jew. So at that point, the people who'd been promised the kingdom of God were the Jews. And Jesus came and he transformed and turned it upside down. And it is for everybody. And he revealed God's wonderful plan that actually all along... The kingdom of God is for everyone, for every family and every tribe. And all the time, God had been working towards this purpose to include everyone. So who do you recognize as being in charge of your life? Who is the ultimate authority? Is it things that you read online? Is it the news? Is it things that are going to tell you these narratives? Or are you accepting Jesus Christ? Is that who we want to accept as a church? 
Yeah? Jesus Christ. You can still be a gift to others, no matter what you are walking through. No matter what your circumstance, God still can accomplish his purposes through you. So don't believe the lies, the narratives that the world can say when you've got other stuff going on, when you're walking through tough times, that you can't be a gift to those around you. Secondly, in this passage, we're looking at the gift of faith. The mystery, the gift of faith. I just find it incredible. I've been a Christian since I was a teenager and I still find it mind-boggling that God loves me. I don't know about you, just, just an incredible, incredible gift. God loves each and every one of us. He loves and accepts us more powerfully and passionately and purposefully and deeply than we can ever begin to fathom. And you are secure. This passage is telling us that God guarantees you with a clear, powerful, loving and impacting and lasting relationship with him. And as a church, we can stand true in that. Isn't that incredible, church? We have Jesus and he binds us together. And we have this gift of faith that is given to each one of us. And we don't have to do anything to earn it. We just need to accept the key and open the door. Even terms we commonly use like love and joy and life can often be quite mysterious to us, can't they? He can't, if someone said to you, can you describe love to me? It'd be really difficult to use words to describe what love actually looks like, wouldn't it? And faith is similar. Sometimes we kind of struggle to understand and explain what it means to actually have faith. We can talk about it in terms of, oh, well, I'm going to put my faith in something by making sure I dedicate lots of my time to faith, or I dedicate, um, I go to church, so that shows I have a faith, or I put lots of my, um, I communicate faith, so that means that I must have a faith. But really... I think what this passage is saying to us is God is revealing himself to us day by day by day by day. And that gift is for each one of us. It's for us as a church. And it talks about faith as a mystery. The Greek word here actually means something that was not previously known, but made known by God. The mystery of faith that is for each and every person was hidden and now is revealed. A bit like when you have a gift and you haven't opened it yet and you're not quite sure what's inside. The Jews were living in this kind of unknown. They had some prophecies. They kind of thought they knew what the kingdom of God was going to look like when Jesus came. But when he came, he turned that upside down and the gift inside was quite different to what they expected. But we can now live in light and we can see And I think of it like, you know when you look at the sky and it's dark and it's kind of cloudy and you can't see all the stars, but when you get a clear night, you can really see. It's like God was saying, look at the stars, it's here, I am here. And he's saying to us, see. A few years ago, I went camping um, with my family um, when I was growing up, and we went to a Christian conference called New Wine, and we're going there again this year as a church, so do come and join us and talk to Steph if you're interested. And um, 
I was there, I'd met some friends, some other teenagers, and we were having a great time. And because it's a, a Christian camping holiday, everyone's quite safe. There's lots of people here who, who love God. And my parents have said to me, oh, just, yeah, go off with your friends. Didn't give me a time to get back to the tent by. That was a big mistake, telling you parents. So I went off with my friends, and uh, we were just, like, chilling together, chatting about Jesus, having a great time. And um, we found ourselves in, a, in probably a farmer's field, and we got some blankets, and we just lay on these blankets and looked at the stars. And I just remember just being so in awe of the beauty of God. And, my, and that faith, that gift of faith just grew inside me. That seed that was there just grew by looking at the stars. All the while, time was going by, and my friends who I'd met were telling me about the stars. Some of them were into into looking at stars and knew more about them than I did, and I was just amazed. And suddenly, it was about 4 a.m., and uh, I I found myself having to uh, be like, okay, let's, let's head back to our tents, guys. And I went back to my tent, and there were my parents waiting for me. They'd been looking everywhere, stressed out. This was before the time when your mobile phone actually had battery that lasted a whole day. And, uh, and I had no, no, no battery or no signal, and they'd been all, t- all worried getting everyone to search for us. And there I was, just amazed at the beauty of God, telling them this story, which they didn't particularly want to hear at that point when they were stressed out with me because I hadn't returned. But the more we look, the more we see. The stars had been there the whole time. I just hadn't stopped to look. And sometimes it's a bit like that, isn't it, with faith? We can see, we know Jesus is there. We know he's there. But do we take time to stop and look? We take time to marvel in his mysterious glory and understand his word and dig deeper and accept that gift of faith. It's because of grace that we can have that gift. And actually, there's nothing we can do to deserve it. It doesn't matter if we upset our parents. It doesn't matter if we go off and make mistakes. We just need to come to Jesus Perhaps there's nothing more significant for us in the whole universe than who we are in Christ. We have a God who is all-knowing and all-loving, and he has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for us as a church. He knows us more deeply than we can ever imagine. And because of Christ, we have God's grace and we have this gift of faith and we're deeply loved, and we have meaning. We have redemption, and we have an internal inheritance. We are each marked, we're each included, and we have a gift of faith. We're completely forgiven and accepted by God. It's not about who we are in the world in terms of what we do to earn a living or what grades we achieve or how far we go in our jobs or what we, what we do. It's about who we are in Christ. Paul writes this in prison to the Ephesian church and he says it's about who you are in Christ. I am not a prisoner of the Romans. I am a prisoner in Christ. 
and God has revealed the mystery of faith to me. That's what he's saying. So what can we do with that gift of faith? Paul shares this gift of faith. It's about sharing the faith. At every opportunity, it seems, in his life, he doesn't keep the gift for himself, and he doesn't squirrel it away. He gives it freely at what seems like everyone that he comes across, doesn't he? In verse 6 of today's passage, in the message translation of the Bible, it makes it pretty clear. I'm just going to read it out. If you've got the passage open, you can have a look at verse 6. The mystery is that people who have never heard of God and those who have heard of him all their lives, what I've been calling outsiders and insiders, so that's about the Jews and the Gentiles, stand on the same ground before God. They get the same offer, same help, same promises in Jesus Christ. The message is accessible and welcoming to everyone across the board. This gift of faith is for everyone. It doesn't matter what they've done in the past. I mean, look at Paul, someone who made it his task to persecute Christians before he turned around and found Jesus. Everyone has the opportunity to play. And it's our role as people who know Jesus to share this amazing gift. Why would we keep the best gift ever, even better than roller skates? Why would we keep that to ourselves? So how do we do this? Well, Paul, despite being imprisoned, wrote letters. He used a tool of communication of his day to write prayers and letters of hope and challenge for believers. He got alongside people. He talked to people. He built relationships with people. How can we share the faith and encourage others like Paul so we don't become, as a church, a holy huddle of Christians not actually seeking for others to know Jesus or for Jesus to be made known in Telford? Yes, we need to pray, but we also need to do. We need to step out. We need to talk to people. We need to build relationships. We need to get on and invite people to join us and bring them along to Alpha. We need to have opportunities where we can share our faith. We can open up conversations of faith and we can tell stories of how God is at work in our lives. That's what Paul does, isn't it? God is revealing himself to me and I'm praying that he's going to reveal himself to you. When we have something amazing to share, you just you, you get on and tell people, don't you? My sister had a baby a couple of weeks ago, and it was so exciting to be able to share the news of her having this baby. What a gift. What an amazing gift. I should be this excited to share the news of Jesus every day. The best gift I could ever give somebody to share the news of Jesus that can transform their lives. We shouldn't be able to help but let it bubble up and share out of us. So, as we seek to love God more, our overflow means we can't help but talk about God. So if you're not sure where to start, seek to fall more in love with God. Seek to accept this gift of faith. And then look for opportunities to share the faith. Now, there's been a, a song in my mind the last few weeks as we've gathered at church, and I'm not um, a great singer, but here's a song. 
It's been going viral on TikTok, those of you who, who are TikTokers. It goes, you pick me up, you turn me around, you set my feet on solid ground. I thank the Father, I thank the Master, I thank God. And I just felt like that song was for somebody here today. They just long to be picked up, for their feet to be set on solid ground. He picks us up, he turns us around, he sets our feet on solid ground. It might not always look like what we imagine. And I don't suppose Paul would have wanted or loved the idea of being under arrest. He probably wanted to go and visit the Ephesians and go and do stuff. And the things that he'd hoped for were messed up. His plans probably weren't to be under house arrest. Many of us probably find ourselves in circumstances or situations that we didn't hope for and we didn't plan for. And that doesn't mean that we should stop praying that those things change. That doesn't mean that I stop praying that my tinnitus will just be healed and go away. But we can still be a gift to those around us. We can still accept the gift of faith. No matter how tough our circumstances, we can still share that gift with others. Why would we keep this amazing gift to ourselves? What a beautiful thing that God picks each of us up and turns us around. And don't we long for that for others? Don't we long to see people's lives transformed? Now, often seeds are talked about when we think about faith. As seeds that you plant in the ground and they, they grow and they develop and they flourish. And Jesus talks about planting seeds on fertile soil. And we have the opportunity to take the gift of faith and share it with others. We have the chance to join in, bring someone to Alpha, have conversations with people, meet up with people for coffee, invite them into your homes. Go roller skating with someone. <laughs> Let's share that gift of faith. You have the chance to make a difference and to seek what God wants for those around you. Whatever your circumstances if you make yourself available, God will use you. I do not doubt that. He will use every single one of us. Now under your pews, there's two on each row, so you might just need to shuffle around. You'll find a little gift for you. So have a little look. If there's more than two of you on a row, just look at a row in front or behind. And... Um, Inside this gift, you will find some seeds. I've been thinking about gifts today. We have been given faith, haven't we, by Christ. And this is a gift of some seeds for you to take away. These are sunflower seeds. If you actually want to plant them, you're very welcome to. It says to plant them for March in the uh, little packet. <laughs> and can I just encourage you to open up the seeds for now and pour them onto your hand. We're going to use them to pray. Maybe there are some people you know that really need to know Jesus, and these seeds might represent those people. Maybe these seeds are for you. Maybe you really, really long, really long 
to know Jesus and you just want to be picked up and turned around. Maybe you think, well, I haven't quite got the keys or all the kind of things I need to do to be a follower of Jesus. I need to sort my life out first. It's not true. Just say yes to Jesus. He will help you sort your life out. Don't need to wait to get things together. I'm going to invite um, Harry and James to come up. And um, as we do, please stand if you're able. Have your seeds in your hand. And um, that's it. And we're just going to invite God to be meeting with us. You might want to close your eyes just to draw your focus to God. And just have a look at those seeds in your hand. Have a feel of them. And ask God what you're needing to do to respond to this passage today. Who are you needing to pray for? Where is God calling us as a church to reach out in Telford? Maybe you are in a place where you feel a bit trapped or imprisoned by your circumstances but you want to shift your perspective like Paul and become a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Maybe you want, despite the circumstances you find yourself in, despite the circumstances or the uncertainties of the times we're in, to be a prophet, to be an apostle, to be someone who shares the message of Jesus. Maybe you long for that gift to be someone who has a passion that's so deep inside of you that you can't help but let it bubble up wherever you are. But maybe you've been feeding the wrong wolf. Maybe you've been telling yourself the wrong narrative, that it's not, it's not for me, it's not for me, it's for someone else, or feeding the lies of the world. Those competing narratives might just be a bit hard for you to bear. And maybe you long for peace and joy and kindness and serenity, humility, generosity, truth and compassion. If that's you, just hold your seeds and just ask God to meet with you now, to pick you up and turn you around, to set your feet on solid ground. Maybe you're wanting to accept the gift of faith for the first time. If you really want God, if you really want Jesus, someone had a picture as we were praying before the service um, of of a door, and um, it was like, and and there was keys, and people felt that they would need to have the right keys to fit the door, but you don't. God's got you. He loves you. He's just waiting for you to turn the handle. All you need to do is say yes, Jesus. And if that's you, we're going to pray a prayer. And all you need to do is just pray it in your heart. And you might want to recommit this prayer too. So Lord Jesus, we thank you that you love each one of us. Thank you that you love me. And Lord, we're sorry for where we mess up, where we get things wrong. And we long for you, Lord, to be king of our lives. We long for you, Jesus. And I, we just want to open that door to you now. Would you give us that gift of faith? Would you reveal yourself to us? 
Lord, we come to you. Would you forgive us our sins and help us to walk in a way of truth and light? Amen. And if you've prayed that for the first time today, if you've said yes to Jesus, I would love to talk to you and pray for you. So just come and find me at the end or speak to the person that you came with. And um, we would love to just pray with you. And also maybe you want a bit of fresh revelation today. Maybe you recognize that you've been a bit soft when it comes to sharing your faith. You've been a bit weak at it. I know I'd like that. I would love to be a bit stronger when it comes to showing my faith. I'd love to have more boldness and I'd love to grow a divine passion inside me. And if that's you, I would love you just to invite God to be meeting with you and developing and growing that passion in you so it can't help but bubble up and just share with all those around you. So whether you're in a place where you feel a bit trapped, whether you want to accept the gift of faith for the first time, whether you want revelation today, and a divine passion for those seeds of people that you're going to be inviting to know Jesus, sharing your faith with. Let's just invite God to meet with us now. Would you come, Holy Spirit? Would you come and meet with us? Thanks for listening. We hope this time blessed you. Hit the subscribe button to hear more like this. And to find out more about Telford Minster, follow us at Telford Minster on Instagram and Facebook or go to telfordminster.org.uk.